This is Almost All A's podcast, a podcast sharing multiple points of view on the experiences that Asian Americans go through as mixed culture individuals. Thank you for joining us. You don't have to be Asian. You don't have to be American to be here. We're just glad you're here. We'd like to engage with us on our social media. Our Instagram handle is almostalla.pod. We'd love to see you there. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hi guys, it's good to have you here today. Today we're going to be discussing the topic of transitions and change. But to start off, this is Clarissa. This is Edwin. And this is Nathan. And we're so glad that you're here. So guys, to kick off our discussion today, I wanted to ask you, what kind of transitions are you going through right now? And if you are going through, what do they look like? Mm, I can start. Currently, um, at this point in the podcast, I am still unemployed (laughs) and... um, we graduated this year. Um, we're all from the same school. Um, but yeah, I think transition for me is just like looking for a job. And like, I think when I think about looking for a job, it kind of comes with like the second idea attached where it's like, there's a chance where I'll have to move and like move away from home where I currently live now. And with the job, it's like when you move away, then you have to think about like housing and stuff. And then you have to think about like, I don't know, you start paying bills and stuff. So I think a lot of like my transition is tied to where I end up finding work mm-hmm. in my life. And a lot of it is just like, you know, job apps and like, you know, hang out with some friends that are like free and stuff. But it's just mm-hmm. a lot of like waiting. Yeah. I would say. And like being okay with that waiting, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, especially, it's like, I would say I'm pretty fortunate to be in this financial situation. Like my family doesn't like, require me to find a job instantly and like there's no like pressure for me to like go get a job and like start supporting family right away like I could just like apply for jobs and take take my time and like hang around and stuff so I think I'm pretty fortunate in that way do you feel like when you graduated from Cal Poly you expected yourself to be um feeling this way that it hasn't been too big of a transition or did you not expect it to be this way um I would say I honestly haven't thought about it too much I think it was like, um, I, I knew I'd be looking for a job for a little bit because I didn't mm-hmm. start right away after I graduated and kind of wanted to like relax a little bit and, and stuff like that. I guess I didn't think I'd be handling it as well as I thought it would be. I think I, I thought I like originally thought I was like, I'd be like freaking out and be like really sad that I don't have a job. Like I wouldn't be making money and whatever or like moving out and stuff. But I think I've been very okay with it. I think realizing, like, because when you come home from school after a while, it's like you just, you, like, miss being home. And, like, I think being home helps a lot. Like, I think if I was, like, job searching and I was, like, out somewhere else, and, like, that'd be different. Because then I'd be, like, paying for money for a place I live in. And, like, I'd have to be, there would be more pressure to search for a job because you don't have money to pay for the place you live in mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, like, you're alone and, like, you don't have your friends. So, yeah. I think being at home definitely helped. How about you, Edwin? I know you're in a different place. You're living... You know, somewhere that you didn't grow up in. How, yeah. how was that for so, you? So currently in this podcast, I still live with Nathan. Um, and it's been great. Uh, so that, I think that going through some of the transitions, um, after college, I graduated. I moved up um, to the Bay for work. And I was lucky enough to find housing with the wonderful Nathan Kwong and his family. Uh, very fortunate. Uh, so I think at first I wasn't sure how that looked like, but it's like super fun. Um, I have a lot of work flexibility, so it allows me to um, balance when I need to go into the office and when 
uh, I can work from home. So I'm very grateful in that. Um, so that was one of the first transitions, like not sure how it looks like living with like a family that like it's not obviously not my family, but um, being embraced by them and just them being so welcoming and like loving uh, has been super great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say another transition that I'm going through is more like I think thinking about life and the next chapter of where I'm supposed to go, whether that be um, moving back home or finding a new job or yeah, just settling down maybe. Uh, I think those are some things that I haven't figured out yet. And those are things that um, I'm like thinking about now as we speak. Um, but yeah, I, I think when I first moved and started work, I wasn't sure how my work situation would be like because yeah, the, uh, just with work, I wasn't sure what the day-to-day looked like. So it took me a while to kind of figure out what the day-to-day looks mm-hmm. like. Um, but yeah, it's been a really good, healthy uh balance of work and play that's good what about you i think for me um same situation where we i just graduated in june um and i think more so it hasn't been as bad as i had thought it would be um but it also has come with its own personal challenges um what are some of those bad things that you anticipated some of the bad things i anticipated Great question. Um, I think I expected to come home um, having no friends at all. Um, not because I live in a. <laughs> why are you? Wait, sorry. Wait, why did you accept that? I'm just curious. You have a lot so of friends in the So many questions. I think just because I knew that not a lot of people go home. Not a little. I I returned home. I returned back to my hometown of Castro uh, Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes um, sense. I thought there would be no one coming back to Castro mm-hmm. Valley, and. I was also some of some more things that um, I predict I thought would happen was I would have a hard time living at home um, and adjusting to coming home back to my childhood home um, as an adult rather than like as a high schooler. And I don't know if any of you listening have experienced this, of you guys have experienced this, but like when you are gone for so long, um, you've changed. You change as an individual, as a person, your values, your thoughts, your beliefs change. Maybe not who you are, but like, yeah, parts of you do change. And when you come home, you kind of expect it to kind of be that same person. So I kind of thought that when I came home from college, um, I would have such a difficult time being able to be me at home because my parents expected me to be the high school version of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought that a ton of my old bad habits would return, like waking up really late <laughs> or um, finding it really difficult to do chores and things like yeah. that. Um, I also was a little bit worried about work and experiencing the corporate life. I've heard a lot of things about working in in San Francisco, about the long hours, and especially in the world of consulting, which is where I work, can be really long hours. um, And also just like not the best environment for an individual to grow. Um, And honestly, like it hasn't been that way. Like all those things that I expected my transition to look like haven't been true. So, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but some unexpected things definitely have come up in this transition process and definitely felt the tension in it. Um, maybe sometimes it's just, most of the times actually it, it happens when it's just me and, and myself in my own room thinking about my future. Um, I feel that tension of like, I'm doing what I'm doing right now, but I feel like there's so much more I can be doing. And I doubt if I'm doing if I'm in the right place or if I'm 
in the right career or if I'm doing what's best for me in my future. Mm-hmm. So I think that's when where the most of the tension comes in during my current transition. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So for you guys, I know that like you guys mentioned that it hasn't been too difficult your transition. Um a give and take, but in the past, like for other forms of transitions that you've had to go through, like I know Nate, you had to transition from community college to um, Cal Poly. How was that? Like those two are very different. Mm. Yeah, I mean you're right. It, it was. Uh, it's pretty different, but I think for me, it just seemed like community college was like it wasn't like high school. But it just felt like just more, I think because I went to school and it was like near my house, like it just felt kind of like a continuation of like some sort of like education that wasn't college. Like I don't, it's kind of hard to explain. Like you just go to class and like you don't want really to talk to anyone, you go home and like you hang out with your other friends and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it, I would say the biggest transition is like just like you would do the same things but then i'd realize like i'd go home but my home really wouldn't really be home like in cal poly like i would just go home to like a different home and like there'd be different people around and i think the biggest change was like initially leaving like my group of friends from home Mm -hmm. i think i had like the two years of community college and like the friends i've known from like way before that like in high school and so we're like we've just had a lot of time to get close and we were just very used to hanging out with each other like three four times a week Mm -hmm. and then kind of like shifting away from that was probably one of the bigger issues i had in my first year of college Mm -hmm. i would say that transition was like a little different because then you come in as a transfer student and the hardest part is like no one cares that you're a transfer student like Mm -hmm. you know all the clubs and classes care if you're a freshman and stuff right but like you come in and people like expect you to already like have all these things but you don't like you come in with like you join a community late you of like people who all like know each other already you know you you take classes and then like your credits are different so you're like in classes with like people younger than you but you have more credits than them and it's just like everything's kind of weird i would say Mm -hmm. their first year so i think that takes the most adjusting like just coming in feeling like you're behind but like you're also not behind ahead i wouldn't even say ahead i would say like like educationally you would come in at the same as them but then you'd like be missing like friends and you'd be missing clubs you'd have to like figure out where your classrooms are and all the building names and like the culture of like your area that you went to yeah yeah so would you say you're pretty good with dealing with change then i would say so i think when i think about it <laughs> not, it sounds kind of sad but like i feel like not a lot of things go on in my life <laughs> so i think like like when it comes to change it's like i feel i welcome a lot of it because since not a lot of things happen, I think at least um, I'm like, oh, this is fun or, oh, this is interesting. Like, this is new. And like and that comes with like hardships as well. I'm just like, oh, at least this is kind of different. Like, I've never felt this lonely before <laughs> and stuff like that, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I just welcome a lot of change because it doesn't come very often for me. At least. I think that's that's an interesting point that you bring up about welcoming change because I think that's not something everybody does. Mm. Um, I think others can respond to change. Um, negatively or like kind of close the door on change that happens in their life how do you feel like you kind of gain that mindset of welcoming change Mm, like me personally based on like my personality or something or like or I I don't know like how do you how did you come to that kind of Mm, conclusion I think it's like half of it goes back to kind of like how my parents raised me you know like 
if like you're just your Asian parents always like talk about your future and stuff and like what your future plan should be and like how you should be getting into colleges and stuff and like I think they had with a lot of their expectations in me it just made it easier in my head to like plan because then I would always be reminded of my future mm-hmm. and it just made it easier to do it because like oh my parents have talked to me about this like several thousand times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I was like oh just like it's just more of what they talked about and I'm just doing it now and I think the other half is it goes back to maybe my personality I think I I, I think I'm finding more about more out about this now but like I tend to downplay a lot of things in my head like a lot of like situations where that should be a big deal like <laughs> I don't find as big of a deal. I feel like you're really chill. Maybe, or uh, I don't know. Maybe too chill. You can't be too chill. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like I think, like when I think back to when I got into Cal Poly, I remember waking up, quote unquote, late at like, I don't know. Okay, I guess it's kind of late. it was like like twelve like twelve p.m. Like I woke up one day, <laughs> and I got I looked at this email, and it's just like, oh, congrats, you got into Cal Poly slow, and I was like. I remember what I did. I, I let out this like soft like yay, and then I, <laughs> I like went back to bed for a little bit. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And like like things like that. I think I don't know. I think uh, for me the biggest part is like the waiting and like the the doing of things, and then it just seems like after it happens, you're like oh okay kind mm. of thing. But that's just like in my personality. So are you more of a like day to day thinker or a future thinker? Ooh, I don't know. Um, Maybe me saying I don't know is my answer right now. Um, Neither. I think I have goals in the future, but I'm definitely kind of like a day-to-day guy. Like, oh, what do I have to do today? Yes. I think it's like I I focus on the things that I have to do today, and I can have a goal about what these day-to-day things lead to my future. Do you feel like because you think of it that way, more day-to-day, then it makes it easier when things happen that you may not have planned? I would say so. Because then when you... I think for me personally, I don't worry too much about all the different things that could happen. Like I could easily be like, Oh, I have to get ready to like, what if I have to live in LA or like, what if I have to move? (laughs) What I have to move across (laughs) the country and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I tend not to think about all the different things that could happen. Cause there's like, like anything can happen. You can't like spend your whole life thinking about 20 different scenarios when only one of them is going to happen, you know? So I guess that's my answer day to day. Okay. Day to day. All right. How about you, Edwin? Like (laughs) Uh, how do you deal with change? Uh, sorry what how do you deal with change how do i deal with change uh well i am not a day-to-day thinker i think hmm, this is a hard question i think in college oh i think in college i was more of a future thinker but now i'm more day-to-day i think we talked about this before how like people just ask you in college a lot like oh what are your plans for this what do you want to do blah 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 like where do you see yourself in like three years five years whatever and then it made me have to think about the future and it made me like stressed out and like worry but then now that I I guess I'm in the future now, like mm-hmm. it's like I'm just more day to day because I feel like now that I'm living in the present, it's like maybe less people ask me what I want to do for the future or I mean, that could be a factor. But I think it just for me, I feel like it makes life simpler. It's simplified my life. So I worry less. It's like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to go to work. I'm going to eat lunch. I'm going to come home and relax. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know my my mind. I like to think that I'm simple, but maybe I'm not. But. Mm. do you think that maybe like the busyness of work makes you think more day-to-day like you don't like it's almost like you don't have time to think about your future sometimes yeah i think in a very busy season of work like we'll be like me and nathan will be coming home late and then I'm, i'll be thinking about like oh i have like to think about like what what are the meetings tomorrow like what i have to get done 
and then I won't think about like, oh, the weekend until the weekend hits. Because during the week, my mind is occupied by the day to day. So I think because I think work has changed that mindset of me. So okay, yeah, that answer the question. Yeah, yeah. We'll find, we'll find out. <laughs> oh God! When our ratings tank. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, I think for myself, um, when it comes to things like transitions and change, um, I I feel like I've gotten better over the years, um, but it hasn't always been this way. I think I'm much of a worrier when it comes to change and things that I can see happening in the future. Um, so like I shared earlier, like I had a lot of worries about what this postgrad transition would be like. I had a lot of worries when I went to college. I had a lot of worries and fears when I became a teen. I hit 13 and I was like, oh no, I'm a teen. What's going to happen to me Wait, is now? Wait, that really the age? I thought it was 13. Huh? 13. I it was 18. Becoming no, a teenager. That's an adult. Oh, oops. kind of. <laughs> yeah anyway the same thing 18 okay. and i was like i'm an adult what do i do so mm-hmm. that's like pretty much my life um is thinking about oh my gosh something different ha- different is happening what do i do now um wait what happened to your life in 13 that was so transformational so as i was growing up i i was i really hated teenagers <laughs> why wait like before you were a teenager you hated teenagers uh-huh <laughs> so why? that's why i despised becoming a teenager <laughs> okay <laughs> Clarissa clenched her fists. I, I hope you could see that imagery see in her head. She, she's like, mm, I just. In, in third grade, them. I wrote a poem called Mean Teens. <laughs> really? It was what? a haiku. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. In the third grade. Wait, okay, in so the third why? grade. So why? Why? Why yeah. did I hate growing up pretty much? <laughs> <laughs> I oh, mean, wow. why just, do you hate teenagers? Yeah. But <laughs> you can answer that one if you want. I think it was because it came, it came with so many unknowns. And I thought that a transition would, like, change me. Like, becoming a teenager, I thought that I would become, like, a mean teen that <laughs> so, I had seen. Got in, it. In the, and, like, now... In movies or in real life? Like, in real life, too. There were mean like, teenagers that you met. Yeah. And they were mean to you. They just gave me a bad impression of what being a teenager was. So I think similarly, like, I saw bad examples of what someone in the workplace was like. Uh. And so I kind of saw, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to become a post-grad. I'm going to become like that. I'm going to become some a workaholic who only cares about money. <laughs> I thought that was going to be me, and so I feared it. Which if um, you are, there's... There's no worries about that, but I personally don't want that to become my identity. Um, so I think when it comes... but So I think what helped me um, in this current transition that I had to go through was the um, understanding that with change comes friction. And friction is a really interesting word, I know, to like describe change, but friction is like when two things are rubbing against each other, um, it's, like a, it's like a conflict. Um, and for me personally, I don't deal with conflict very well either. So when there is like conflict in my life or that comes with transition, I tend to not want to think about it, to kind of brush it to the side. Um, and so something I learned though through a book is that when you're facing transition, instead of pushing that friction to the side, it's important to deal with it early. So starting probably like winter quarter, six months before I graduated, I already started thinking about, okay, I'm gonna be living at home. Okay, I'm gonna start starting my job. Okay, I'm gonna be making money, what do I do with with this money? And 
being able to think of my transition that way early helped me to be able to expect what was coming so that when it did happen, it didn't feel like a ton of bricks were falling on me mm. and I was out of control. Yeah. yeah. So so are you a day-to-day thinker now more or like future? I've always been a day-to-day thinker. Okay. Um, really? Mm-hmm. I've always been a day-to-day huh. thinker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that, but. So, yeah, like, do you guys relate with that? Like, am I the only one that <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh, um, I don't want to deal with the friction that I have tend to go through in a transition. Yeah, I think I don't like like I don't like a bunch of bricks like falling down all of a sudden. So I think I want to do my best to prepare. I don't like being like blindsided by change. Mm-hmm. Like if it's change that I'm expecting, I feel like that's OK because I can prepare for Something. It's like an emergency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll have emer- I have an emergency kit ready. And mm-hmm. I've already thought about, oh, if I cut my leg, I'll have a bandage. Or like, I don't know. If something happens, like I'm ready to combat that type of change. But if it's like out of the blue, I don't know if I don't know. Yeah, how know. would you do with that? Like has anything happened in your life where it was like mm-hmm. out of the blue and that did not expect this to happen? Because I think it's impossible to kind of think of everything that could possibly go right. wrong. And it's not healthy to either. But, like, has there ever been a time where you've experienced that? You mean for him post-grad? Or just in general, like, in life. Maybe, like, an injury or something? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I just I just deal with it. <laughs> my ankle. <laughs> They're pointing at my ankle. Um, <laughs> I guess, yeah. So, like, injuries, like, is something that you can't. Like, you don't plan for, obviously. Mm-hmm. No one plans for injuries. But I think when it happens, it's because it's, I feel like sometimes it's like, well, if life throws something at you, like, at least try to be, I guess, as best as you can, like, positive to a degree. I mean, obviously, like, some things are just really hard and very serious and tough to deal with. But I think, um, I don't know, having a good attitude probably helps um, making the best of it. Because sometimes there's just nothing you can do, right? Like, like your car. You want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, that- my car broke down like yesterday, <laughs> and so that was out of the blue. Yeah. So, how did you deal with that? I mean, I think you're right. Like, it it's an attitude thing. Like, life. It's not a matter of if life is gonna throw something your way that you did not plan for, that you weren't expecting in this season of transition. But it's like. A matter of when it's gonna happen and you can't control that so it's like how do you respond is so important because I think it impacts your day-to-day like I feel like if I I could have I I do feel like emotional because my car broke down but if I I could have chosen to be really bitter about my situation Mm, yeah or I could have chosen to be like okay it happened how do I move on um so I think it, it is a mindset thing when it comes to things that don't go your way you're gonna sell the car i'm just kidding um, <laughs> <laughs> next <laughs> moving on Nate, have you experienced anything that like you're like oh my gosh was not expecting that to happen mm, i don't know i think like i said i feel like in my head i downplay a lot of things so like i feel like there have been times where things have happened but it's just like is there anything that has surprised you recently? Why don't we dive S- deeper? 
Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> this isn't in the notes. Um What? Anything surprised me? Anything that like you weren't expect it wasn't in like the cards, you know, like you weren't asking for this, like it just happened. Oh. Much like a trial, like I guess like okay. Last year it's also injury related where um I think there was like a muscle in my hip that like got really oh. inflamed. Mm. I think it was from like years of like bad posture. Um I don't know, poor life choices or something in terms of exercising and stuff <laughs> like that. But uh, it finally caught up to me last year where um last year, two years ago, I think it was last year where um I like ended up on crutches and like mm-hmm. I couldn't walk, I couldn't like sit down, I couldn't even sleep on a bed and it was just like it was a lot of pain in my hip. I would say. And that was kind of like, it just kind of happened. Like it just, like one day I was like taking like Moltrin and then the next day, like I couldn't even get out of bed, you know? It took me like, like it would take like 40 minutes to like mm-hmm. roll over and like pain yeah. and stuff. Did you run in high school? Yes. Yeah. Cross country. Do you think that had a... Uh, maybe. That may have been part of it. But it's just like always like terrible posture and like I probably don't stretch enough and I sit a lot, you know? So... I guess that was something that kind of came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. showed up. Yeah. I think in, on this topic of, like, things that don't go your way, I think it um, relates to just the overall topic of, like, adversity um, and how adversity is pretty much, yeah, things in life that, um, negative things in life that tend to have a negative impact on your overall life. It can affect your mood. It can affect your future. It can f- affect your personality. Um, so I guess on this topic of adversity, I wanted to ask you guys and tie it back to like what we want to um, communicate through this podcast and like, what do you guys think, um, how do we as Asian Americans, like, how do you feel like we deal with adversity and not, not like a blanket statement or anything, but like in your own personal lives, like observations you've had, um, on how Asian people deal with negative things in life. Yeah, so I think when it comes to adversity, um, it's like obviously used in the negative connotation. So I feel like because, at least for myself, uh, I don't go up to my parents and tell them the wor- like bad things that happened, right? Like I usually bring up the good things, like mm-hmm. the better things. And I think we tend to, we do that out of maybe like insecurity and pride also that affects, I think, uh, some of the things that we value. Like we, we value like, security and like if all of a sudden i get i get laid off it's like that's not the first thing i'm gonna bring up and like right so like those things are very some could argue like it's shameful and like it falls into that bucket Mm -hmm. and so when it becomes something that hurts our own image i think that we tend to like avoid it there's a lot of i feel like there's a lot of avoidance Mm, and there's just you just sweep it under the rug and until one day it just get it just get piled over and over and then mm-hmm. like some, something snaps right either the person or like i don't know right everybody's situation is different but i think yeah because we value like a lot of security and consistency we enjoy the comforts of things that will take us out of our normal day-to-day and that have a negative effect on our lives i think those things we tend to not highlight because that's not something we're proud of and maybe because yeah if if I come from a very prideful family, then that's not something I want to bring up or talk to mm-hmm. about in general. So I think that's kind of how, like, at least from my personal experience, how, like, we as Asian people deal with, like, adversity. But 
Yeah. What about you, Nate? Mm. I think for me it's different because I I hear a lot about like how like for like certain friends of mine that are Asian and I think from that background they come out with like a lot of like you never want to mention something like bad that has happened to you mainly to like your parents and stuff because then like they always like compare you to someone else and stuff mm-hmm. like that like I feel like comparison is like yeah, a pretty yeah. pretty it's like a weapon of choice for like Asian parents and stuff like that you know <laughs> but um I think generally it's just like adversity comes in terms of our parentals it would be like through expectations and like when you fail to meet them like i think it's less for me i don't think i ever not that i don't feel bad but like when i don't meet my parents expectations sometimes it's like oh well i tried kind of thing it's um i think it's more about like like expectations to set for myself because like i feel like my expectations are already kind of low sometimes and it's like oh shoot it's like i didn't even do that and it's like yeah but i think it's just I think it was just, I think it was something I learned growing up, maybe not exactly from my family, is just like you just kind of have it just like happens and you have to make sure like like kinda of like when it happens and it hurts enough and it's like it's bad enough then that's how you learn kind of thing. Mm. Like I don't go out and purposely get hurt and stuff, but I'm just it's like I think those are the times I've changed. Like I kinda of like learning from your mistakes. Like yeah. it's okay to make mistakes but you're gonna learn as long as you learn from them. Yeah, so I think that and then that would go on to the next time I there's like adversity or something in my life where it's like I don't really expect it's like oh the, there's a similar situation that happened to me before and like this is how I can mm-hmm. I don't know do it differently mm-hmm. yeah yeah I definitely think that um, you guys bring up a lot of really good points about um, just like Asian people and how we deal with the negative things that happen I think Edwin you brought up a really good point that stuck out to me about like the idea of shame um, when it comes to talking about hard things um, and how it's so easy to sweep it under the rug. Like that imagery, um, I think really stands out. And I think that's something that I feel like I've, in my own life, um, have reflected on and noticed that it is something I struggle with of like not being able to confront, like what am I really struggling with until it becomes like this massive pile that's under the rug and it, it mm-hmm. comes out <laughs> everywhere. And I know think- that's, that's like not the best way. What were we going to say? Sorry, um, do you think, you were like that because it's something you've seen your parents do i definitely think so like even to this day like if i'm struggling i kind of try to figure it out like deal with it on my own first before i kind of find the confidence or the courage to share it with anyone else Mm -hmm. and i think partially is because of that shame of like if i can't figure it out like if i'm not doing well like does that mean i'm any more less than than someone else and i tend to do that a lot especially at work um, if something's going on at home, it's hard for me to be able to share it with someone at work because I look around and I'm like, everybody else looks okay. Everybody mm-hmm. else is just going about their normal lives and I'm like, am I the only one struggling kind of thing? So I th- definitely think it comes from um, an Asian background. I remember in the past, like when something happened to my family, especially because I also go to an Asian church, it makes it even harder um, to even be vulnerable about what you're really going through. Like, if someone was laid off in my family, it'd be like, don't tell anyone. Like, they're going to think we don't have any money. Mm. And you're like, mm. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. How do you think we should move forward from that? Kind of like as someone who's seen that side, but like as we're also from a different generation where like you can enact change because mm-hmm. we're different culturally. Like, what does that change look like? 
like you you brought up the example where it's like if one of your family members were laid off in church like do you think like would you do the same thing i would say like if you raised your own family and went to church like how does that look differently for someone who wants to change that i think the difference between our generation and maybe the older generation is that it's okay to be not okay um Mm. even in how we're like taught to listen and taught to respond like we're taught that first you listen and you tell them you don't you don't have to give them advice you don't have to give them the correct answer but you're just taught to listen and be present um and so i think that's one really strong strength of our generation is that we're taught to listen and recognize that everyone has their own imperfections and it doesn't make them any less than and it doesn't make mean that they have anything to be ashamed of um but that it's like a community thing like once you've presented your adversity to your community like it's something we all kind of bind together and Mm -hmm. and strengthen one another so i i feel like because i'm in that generation i feel like i'm more able to but it's still hard i think regarding like my my upbringing um and how i've i've seen examples of how you should deal with things like this so yeah thanks so much guys for um this discussion i think that i learned even a lot about myself um today we talked about change and how change offers friction into our lives and it's a totally normal thing and it's going to feel uncomfortable it will 100 percent. but it's important to face it um and expect it but be ready for it as well and we also we also talked about how we are taught to listen to each other um and be okay with sharing our hardships with one another um, it doesn't make you weak it doesn't make you any less than um, it's nothing to be ashamed of. And I think that's something we can be proud of as this generation of Asian Americans. So thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode for Almost All A's podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening and got something out of our discussion. If you'd like to engage with us, we are on social media, on Instagram at almostallas.pod. And we would love to communicate and connect with you. So thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.